Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard in the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. You're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Emperor's Courts. I am the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard, coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. And yes, in fact, Cleveland, in fact, does rock. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish I could be coming to you under better circumstances. However, there are personal reasons that have just come to my attention in the last 10 minutes. So if I have to bow and duck out early, uh, it is of the most serious nature, so you will have to forgive me. Um, I wouldn't uh, cancel the show or duck out if it wasn't absolutely vital and necessary. Um... So I can't exactly say I'm in the best of moods here, and, and especially coming right before showtime. So if the show is everything uh, is not as stellar as it normally is, and this was supposed to be a very epic show, a very big show, uh, my apologies in advance, but there's very little I can do about it. And uh, so if I seem preoccupied or my, my mind is on other things, uh, please understand and bear with me uh, in that regard. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Emperor's Court. If you're just tuning in for the first time, uh, as we do every week, try to explain what's going on, this is a general video game online gaming show where we go over all the things that have happened in the gaming industry over the last week. Um, we usually focus in on a couple different games, uh, betas and demos and things are going on, the whatever Blizzard has done recently to foul something up, that kind of thing. We discuss, we talk about it. If you want to join us in IRC, you can do so. We are at irc.solidirc.com. We are in channel 1G, the number 1 and the letter G. If you want to hit me up on AOL's Instant Messenger, you can do that at EMP1G if you want to get on the conversation. If you want to send me an email, a lot of you have been doing that. Last show hit a, hit a nerve with people. A lot of people in regards to the articles I read uh, about racism in uh, online gaming, definitely send me an email to emperor, the number 1G, at cox.net, cox.net. On tap for this evening. Now, originally, for those of you who tuned in last week, under, uh, we were supposed to do Rise and Fall, a review of the game, uh, taking a look at it. So a couple articles have been written about it, what to look forward to. That has been put on hold and hiatus until the following week, next week. Um, the reason why some things have come to my attention, uh, two articles recently that have been released. We're going to go over those tonight and get your discussion. And yes, I understand I'm trying to get away from the world of Warcraft more and more. It's focusing. It's becoming less and less important. Uh, you know, obviously, just been a bitch fest, obviously, for, for us for weeks and weeks and weeks. But there were two articles that came to my attention recently, one involving Darkfall. Now, I've been, this is a highly touted game by myself and quite a few people. Um, 
The problem was that a lot of information kind of dried up over the last month and a half, two months, and every, very little was coming out about it, so it kind of came to a crashing halt, at least as far as we were concerned. And the clan beta, um, I supposing it got off the ground, we did not get into it. Uh, which I'm a little, I'm, I'm pretty, well, okay. I'm disappointed we did not get into it. But, things happen. Anyways, two articles that were written. Uh, the first one is about, uh, as I said, Darkfall. And this was posted on MMORPG.com. I will post the link in the topic section. We uh, archive the show later tonight, so you can go ahead and read it for yourself if you like. What's IRC server? Oh, uh, uh, which one or what is IRC? IRC is uh, an Internet Relay chat program. MIRC.com. Go download it. Uh, the second one is actually by uh, a New York Times writer, uh, reporter in, obviously, the New York Times. Uh, this was uh, a couple days ago. Uh, the name of the gentleman's uh, Seth Scheisel. Scheisel. God, if I can't pronounce that, uh, if I butcher it, my apologies. Uh, this one's actually in the sports section of the New York Times. Go figure. And, of course, it's written by this reporter because he is a raider. A raider. Hardcore raider. So you can obviously understand where this conversation is going to go. So we'll discuss those two tonight. And the reason I bring them up is because they are uh, they are conflicting each other. They're... They're basically showing what it is I hate and where the game is going as far as World of Warcraft and what it is that I am just jizzing for and hoping that Darkfall becomes Ultima Line Reborn as, as far as the PvP goes. That's what we're going to break down this evening as well as uh, kind of bring up the stuff that we discussed last week, that being the racial part of it. There was a big, big response that I got on my email, most of it positive, most of it in favor of what I was saying, that, that you can't be too uh, you know sensitive, that you're just going to have to roll with the punches when it comes to online stuff. Now, obviously, there are some bounds you just don't step over. You know, racial slurs, you know, you got to roll with the punches. Come as they may. You're going to, you know, deal with them. Just like the comment about, you know, Jews may not play in this server or no Jews. You know, that's a, it's a Counter-Strike thing, and you don't want to play there anyways. It's probably run by a bunch of jackasses, and who the hell wants to associate with them? Nobody. A couple of you took offense to the fact that you seemed to think that I was supporting this kind of behavior on the Internet. All right, look, never once did I condone this kind of behavior. What I said was, you have to deal with it. You have to expect it. The anonymity that the Internet gives anybody makes them extremely powerful. You can be anybody. Literally, think about it. Think about this for a second. You could be anything you want to be on the Internet because nobody can call ass on you. They would have to know you or know how to find you in order to find out if you're lying. You could be a Playboy millionaire and carry off that charade online, in games, in chat, and who the hell is going to be the wiser? Now, most of us probably wouldn't buy that line of bullshit, but that doesn't mean you're not going to spew it. You could be the hottest blonde next to Jessica Simpson, and who's going to know? You could be a dude for all anybody knows. Unless you actually get on here in front of a microphone, I'm in trouble or what have you, and start talking about it. So... It, I was kind of surprised by the heat that I uh, had drawn uh, from some of the people in regards to that, thinking that I, I condoned this kind of action, that it was somehow made the game fun or was part of it. Or th That has nothing to do with it. That kind of thing has no place in gaming. But you know what? It's going to. So you might as well roll with it, and you might as well make fun of it. And a couple of them called me hypocrites, saying that here I am not condoning it, but you know, saying that... It's bad, and don't do it, and don't be a racist, and don't make comments, and then I go ahead and make the commercials that I do, poking fun at different races, including my own. Well, you know what? If you can't laugh at it, it's not funny, which means you're probably going to be a stuffed shirt. So take the stick out of your ass and laugh. That's all you can do. What happens when the bully at school who's three times your size and 500 you know, pounds above your weight in fourth grade is pushing you around or making fun of you? 
Do you go up and punch the guy? Of course not. You either tattle on his ass to your parents, or you laugh and you roll off what he says, and you, you have to go with it. And you turn it into something funny. And that's kind of how I look at it. You're not going to change the internet. You're not going to change people. And the moron who wrote the article saying that blizzards should somehow put some kind of, of increment system and reward people who have who have diversity and and welcome people of other races and, and other group you know other nationalities into their group. Look, I'm the nicest guy in the world, you know, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a racist. I'm more than happy to give anybody a fair shake, especially when it comes to gaming. But dude, if you can't speak English and we're going to raid molten core. You're not coming with me. I don't give a good goddamn how good a player you are. If you don't understand what's being said in chat, whether it be Ventrilo or Typed, you're not going to help anybody. So piss on that. Not to mention the fact that there's no way you could probably implement any kind of system regardless. Alright, the Chuck Norris-Vin Diesel battle has already begun in IRC. Well, that was a matter of minutes. In fact, i got to check my Chuck Norris pool to see how long I said it would take for that to get going. God. Alright, at any rate... So that's what we're discussing tonight is Darkfall versus World of Warcraft is two articles and, and two different uh, views take um, two different developers signed off. One being from uh, Blizzard, this being Tiggle. For those of you who know, one of the lead designers of World of Warcraft sounds off on where World of Warcraft is going and their philosophy of it, which is really burns my short hairs. And then you got Darkfall, and finally some information coming out that I think is actually vital and something we're going to actually break down. So we're going to take a look at. Before we jump into the meat and potatoes of the show... How did you like the two shows we had over the weekend? We had a, we had one on Friday. We had Seeds Imba Weekly that aired on Friday night at, at uh, 10 p.m. And we had last night's, we had Zay vs. the Internet, where Zaren pretty much just took a dump on Blizzard and kept on going for an hour. Pretty entertaining. A lot of you guys liked it. But I want to know, what did you think of the show? I want to hear back at it, because being the station manager, I love to hear how the shows went. Both of them had debut shows, did very well. What do you think of the State of Warcraft, done by Idiot Tech? I want to hear how you like that one, too. I mean, granted, it is a downloadable show only at the moment, but it's still pretty damn good. And uh, from a different perspective of a guy who's down under. So I want to know what you thought of the new shows. I will tell you this, and I'll give you a little insider information for those of you tuning in tonight. The network is getting bigger. This thing is very is on the brink of getting away from me. It's just steamrolling. We have four new demo demos in the can that I still have yet to listen to. I've got two shows in development that I want to hear how they go. One is a uh, point-counterpoint type thing where they would take two different games every single week and then two different comment or the two commentators, kind of like a pardon the interruption type format, will sound off on, on which game they like and defend them against the other. That is in development now. It may or may not make it to air. We're going to see. Another one is, and I'm having high hopes for this, is an anime show. I know we have a huge anime following. It's big, folks. You can't get away from it. Whether you like it, you hate it, whether you think it's just cartoons or fantastic animation, it's huge, and it's going to draw, and it's, there's going to be a show on this network dedicated to it, that, animes, gamings, conventions, etc. That is in development as well. I'm waiting for the demo on that. That I have high hopes for. And again, when I say it's in development, there's some things we have to go through. We have to hear with it, what it shows. sounds like. we got to see a bunch of themes and topics ahead of time to know these people can carry a, you know, carry a show. But I have high hopes. And coming from me, that says quite a bit. So this thing's only going to get bigger. The site is being worked on right now. The forums are already up at radiolink.net or radiolinknet.com. If you want to get in on the conversation prior to that, you want to support the shows, oneyearborn.com. That's where we're launching the shows out of right now. That's our clan page as we're partnered with uh, harborbluegroup.com. Check it out. We have a big community. You're more than welcome to uh, to join it. There's all, all kinds of discussions always going on. So I want to hear what you thought of the different shows, what you think. 
Oh, uh, here we go. Hente show, Bleach show, Hente. It's going to be any Hente. Uh, God. I mentioned anime, and immediately everybody goes to Hente. Wow. Oh, here's one other thing I forgot to mention at the top of the show. I've got six new commercials. Tentacles plus schoolgirls equals comedy gold. Wow. I wasn't going to go there, Rochambeau, but I suppose somebody had to. Now we don't have to mention tentacles anymore, which you spelled wrong. For a minute there, I thought I said testicles. At any rate, I have six new commercials, two of which you will hear tonight. I have also started work on this big radio bit I keep bragging about. I still think it's going to be friggin' hysterical, and you're going to love it. But uh, that's up and coming, too, down the road, and you're definitely going to hear two of the commercials tonight. So things are finally getting back to normal. We're starting to hit things at a full stride. Excellent. Anyways, let's get right down to it. All right. Darkfall versus World of Warcraft. What's going on, eight counts? You messaged me while on the air. I guess I suppose I encouraged that since I said go ahead and message me while I'm on the air. All right, let's get down to it. First, let's tackle the one from World of Warcraft. And this is only going to reinforce exactly what I said, but the reason I'm going to do this one first is because I think it's going to have a bigger impact when I get to the Darkfall segment. All right, this guy, the the name of the, t- the title of the article is Kill the Big Bat Dragon in parentheses, teamwork required. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There we go. All right. This is by Jeff Kaplan, who's lead designer of Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, those of us on the line know him as Tiggle. All right. And he took some time out to discuss the World of Warcraft's high-end uh, instances, content, stuff like that that is continuing. Uh, hmm? the hell okay well I was able to read the article yesterday for some reason I can't seem to read it now that is annoying somebody get me the damn article from the New York Times I was going to go point by point by point and I had to save my email but I can't bring the damn thing up all right basically what's going to get break down is this hang on I got to find this damn thing now my apologies folks I actually had it in here in my notes I had it on my desktop and now it says I have to log in to go ahead and read it my guess is somebody flatten their uh, servers with trying to read this damn thing because it was posted on the boards. All right, let me get to it. Uh, Nope. I have to register to get in. This sucks. Okay. Well, luckily I remember enough of it that... All right, here we go. As lead game designer of Blizzard Entertainment, the ridiculously successful online PC game that has more than 5.5 million subscribers... Mr. Kaplan is a combination of long-term planner, whipping boy, police chief, and deity for rabid global player... What the... Blah, blah, blah. All right. Blah, 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 blah. What has made uh, World of Warcraft one of the extremely popular is its relatively easy game mode. That ease of play has made the game fanatically, fantastically successful, but has also created what has become almost a blood feud in the game and on web message boards where the game's casual users and more serious play- players... Okay, now granted, you have to understand that the New York Times writer is a raider himself. So, of course, we're only going to get his point of view from it, granted. And we all know how, you know, the New York Times is extremely, oh, I don't know, credible and unbiased. Yeah. I, God forbid, you should have to have a you know reporter have an unbiased look at something, but that's not going to happen here. It goes on to say, 
The issue is that once more, players reach level 60. If they want to keep fighting bigger and better monsters, they want to get rare more powerful loot, they must start to work on items uh, uh, that take in, uh, work in teams of 10 to 20 people. The most epic challenges, like Blackwing Lair, require 40 players to work together in a coordination of synchronized swimmers. That's right, that's why I'm paying 15 bucks a month, so that I can be the equivalent of a synchronized swimmer. If I want to be an anorexic swimmer, I would become an anorexic swimmer. I can starve myself and run around until I'm 30 pounds and then jump in the pool. I could do that. That's a very, very poor way to take a look at it. Here's what really burns my ass. But because the game, quote, because the game from level 1 to level 59 is so easy, there are a ton of level 60 users who don't know how to be team players and don't have the time or inclination to learn. Wow! I'm going to read that again, and I want you to listen to this. This is the quote by this asshole. Listen to this. Because the game from level 1 to level 59 is so easy, there are a ton of level 60 users who don't, and I, and I emphasis, a ton. What the hell does that tell you? This isn't an isolated incident. This isn't a few casuals complaining. It says there are a ton of level 60 users who don't know how to be team players and don't have the time or inclination to learn. What a homo. Actually, as as Ilber, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, there's another article I'll be going over tonight. I forgot to mention in my intro that I also have my notes boards, uh, noteboards about the World of Warcraft banning gay, lesbian, uh, bi, and transsexual friendly guilds. I do have that. I will get to that. Thank you, Sinvicta, obviously, by the way. I will I will get to that a little later on. That'll be in the last half hour of the show. If I if we have the time, I will get to that. That is important. I'm not ignoring it. Yes, it's on my block of stuff to get to. We have a lot going on here, so I can only do so much at once. All right. The point is, he is slamming a ton of level 60 players saying that the casuals don't want, don't know how to do it, and don't have the inclination to. My question is, when we bought this game, you're right, level to 159, sir. It was an easy game, and we could solo or do small groups. So you tell me why it is that all of a sudden, after months and months of gameplay, we have to radically change our philosophy and the way we enjoy the game to further on the content. That is bullshit. It has nothing to do with inclination to learn. It has an inclination to change the way the game is played. That is what it comes down to. And this has been my bitch for weeks and months. And this just reinforces saying there are a ton of level 60 users who don't know how to be team players. Who don't know how to beat team players? Well, I don't know. I seem to recall running with 20 of my clanmates through various cities and laying waste to the Westfall and Duskwood and, you know, Stranglethorn Vale. I seem to you know, remember running with 15 guys through Upper Black Rock Spire and doing fairly well and running through it pretty quick. I seem to remember working in groups of 5 and 10 very effectively. It wasn't until I got to the groups of 40 and the giant clusterfuck that that was before I started seeing, saying, this is absolutely ridiculous. Spending four and five, no shit, four and five hours in the Molten Core bouncing on Lucifrus, or Lucifron. You know, four or five trying to get Magmadar. This is, I mean, oh, and it goes on. And, or it has, don't have the time or inclination to learn. It has nothing to do with inclination, sir. And I use that, you know, respectfully, uh, respectful comment or address uh, lightly. 
And that, quote, and that is the root of the current conflict. Casual players complain that they can't get rewards comparable to those earned by high, hardcore raiders like the Claw of Chromagus, Circle of Mind Flare, blah, blah, blah. Raiders like me often respond that casual players just want a handout. May you rot in eternal hellfire, you son of a bitch. Casual gamers have never once asked for a handout. The only thing they asked for was equivalent gear for an equivalent quest set that they could do. Like something that has like a quest chain of like 40 stages. Something that they can do in small groups or alone over a grand amount of time to get the equivalent items. No one ever said, give me epics because I pay 15 bucks a month. I deserve them. What is devoid from this entire post, this entire article, is the fact that there is no mention of player versus player anywhere. And that is another root cause of the main problem. The fact that these guys are so geared, the, these raiders, that they go into battlegrounds or they do world PvP and they just destroy Everybody else, the casual gamer who simply doesn't have the gear. Anybody who tells me this game is skill-based is lying out their asshole. This entirely, this entire game is built on itemization. And that is another thing we're going to get to when we get to Darkfall a little later in the show. Let me continue. Alright, anyways, he goes on and says, uh, And caught in the middle of this is, uh, known as Online as Tiggle, and the rest of the Blizzard team. For the game's newest high-end area called Anchorage. They set up a system earlier this month that essentially requires most of the server's population, blah, 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 blah. While on, uh, and it goes on to say, the population on some servers have responded by pulling together, much respect to Mediva, while on dozens of other servers, like mine, the war effort is progressing more slowly because casual players don't care about opening a high-end zone. Now you tell me, if you're making a game and you want to appeal to the largest... Uh, largest audience of people that are going to pay to play the game. Do you think you're going to appeal to the Raiders? Or do you think you're going to appeal to the massive amounts of casual gamers who play it when they like, who play it when they can, who are in no rush to do the multi-core with 39 of their closest friends because they simply don't have the time or they don't care to because it's changed the way the game is played? This is ridiculous. Dozens of other servers. What does that tell you, Mr. Article Writer? Mr. Seth? Or Schlesel, what the hell your name is? If only a couple servers are responded by pulling together to get this done, while on dozens of other servers, nobody, I mean, he says, and he admits it because they don't, and there is. It's, it's a giant boycott. It's been going on for a while. Dozens of other servers like his, the war effort is progressing slowly because the casual players don't care about opening a high-end zone. And why the hell should they? Why should they grind and grind and grind and bust their ass to open up a zone they're never going to see, and they're never going to be able to use, and they're never going to get anything out of? Why should they help these raiders who spend their time on the forums bashing them like this jackass who wrote the article? Why should they waste their time and their hard-earned money going out there and doing this for your benefit? What have you done for the casual gamer, Mr. Article Writer? And just like you said above, a ton of level 60 users. So what does that tell you? Let's look at it from a business standpoint. Let's take all the, the rhetoric and just throw it out the window, and let's talk about it. If there's a ton of people at level 60, 
and there's a dozen, dozens and dozens of servers who are boycotting the Anchorage bullshit that they're putting in there. What does that tell you? It means that you should be marketing to the casual gamer because they're the ones who are going to be here on the long haul. As long as they've got something else to shoot for, they're going to continue to pay $15 a month. As long as there's something to progress to, and once you hit that level 60 wall, that's who Blizzard is losing. Those are the accounts that are being closed, not the raiders, because they will raid the same dungeon 8, 12, 20, 40, 60 times before everybody gets their gear and they're ready to go on to the next dungeon. Instead, they ignore that. They don't cater to it, because they don't want to, and, I'll, and let me get to this. All right, here we go. And then there's a question and answer thing... Uh, all right, the question is, tell me about your uh, general approach to top-level content and how you can appeal to such a diverse user base. And Tiggles on to say, is what we constantly look at is the whole picture. Well, obviously you don't. The above three paragraphs have proved that, if nothing else. We, okay, he says, we need an audience, an address an audience like my mom, who plays once in a while, but still manages to get to level 60 and doesn't raid. All the way to people who play 14 hours a day who need less sleep than the rest of us and play. People talk about the game fundamentally changing at level 60, and they're right. There are people who are seeking that hardcore game experience, but to people who casually follow the quest and just ended up at level 60, it can be very jarring to them. Well, why do you think that is, Tiggle? And if you knew that ahead of time, and you do, because a lot of you jackasses came from EverQuest, and you did the exact same bullshit you did, uh, uh, you're doing now that you did there. Why do you think that is? He's like, he says, we're trying to put in more content like the Field of Duty quests in Anchorage, but the resolution we're all hoping for is the expansion, which will give those players more wow as they know it. Oh, great. So we can all drop 40 bucks at our local GameStop or wherever we go, buy the game, take it home, and a month and a half later of doing the casual few quests that you got, and we go up 10 extra levels, we hit another wall, and then we got to wait for another year for another expansion for another month's worth of gameplay. Because all the stuff that you're working on now that you're releasing prior to the expansion is all based on raid stuff. And again, I reiterate, not one mention of player versus player at all, anywhere in this article. He goes on to say that uh, uh, we're trying to put more kind of blah, 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 which give the players more as they know it. Uh, Tiggle also said that the game would soon add a nude casual player-friendly armor set obtained through a multi-part multi quest. For those of you who don't know, it's going to be epics that are a little better than your blue set, but a lot worse than the molten core sets. You tell me how that's going to balance the playing field for anybody. Alright, here's the question that, really, that I really got to. Why not just let casual players get rewards comparable to those from raids? Here's the answer. I want you to pay attention to this, folks. Before I read this, pay attention. Take your heads out of your collective asses and listen. Stop the Chuck Norris debate and listen to what I'm about to tell you. Here's the answer. It would be almost impossible for us to do, and this is a philosophical decision. We need to put a structure in place for players where they feel that if they do more difficult encounters, they'll get rewarded for it. As soon as we give more equal rewards across the board, for a lot of players, it will diminish the accomplishment of killing something like Defarian. It would be very disappointing if the items found in Defarian were the same thing you get in our nightly strat home run. No one has ever asked Tiggle, and you know this, and this is an absolute disgrace and a lie, and you should be ashamed of yourself. To try and make the argument that people want epic items of the same quality out of a 5 or 10 man dungeon. Like Stratholme, which is exceptionally easier. 
people have said they would like items out of a five or ten man dungeon that is maybe six times the length of Stratholm or ten times the length of Stratholm that they can do in bits and pieces and earn it their own way. Nothing says I have to kick the hell out of a black dragon to get the items I deserve. There's nothing, you know, no reason why I can't kick the hell out of a lot of things for a two or three weeks in a quest chain, playing as I can to get the same kind of items. If you don't want to wait two or three weeks, cool. Go kill the black dragon. Get all your stuff in a night. More power to you. Then you can go on and start playing in the other one. You can do the anchorage, and then was it Nax Ramus that's next? This is a disgrace. To put up with this, to actually say this to a paper, and of course it's the New York Times, only there could you listen to this crap, but it's a philosophical decision. Folks, if this has not hammered home to you, it will now. He has just said in text himself on a major newspaper that the philosophical decision will not change, that they are going to cater to the Raiders, and that is how it is always going to be. They are not going to change it. That is who they want to play the game. They don't want you there if you're just going to complain and you're not going to join a rating group because you're not going to help them progress their storyline or their content any further. And then he goes on and they ask about uh, questions like, what's the reaction to the efforts of the Anchorage are going? And says, this is the first time we've ever put it into play. Uh, you know, you see some interesting things. He says, and some, you see some multiple Uber guilds working together, you know, calling a truce and then are collecting, you know, items and farming. You see a lot of guilds setting up contests, but we don't want to punish players on, here, here's my arrow. Quote, but we don't want to punish players on realms that aren't cooperating. So in a week or two, the resources will start to just come in on their own. Well, you know what, Tiggle? Maybe people would cooperate more if they actually saw something that they are going to get out of it at the end of it. It's like running a marathon only to find out that you're going to get kicked in the nads when you cross the finish line. I don't know about you, but that's not the kind of marathon I want to run and train my ass off and spend all that time. Why should a casual player spend all of his time going around trying to search and fight everybody else in the damn server to find the resources to turn in for the stupid army to march and open up the gates of a place that they will never see? Oh, they get to do the field the field uh, operations. Wow, you get a bunch of green items. Good items that you can't use. That's probably worse than the gear you're already wearing. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's too bad that this guy doesn't have anywhere you could like leave comments or send an email to. Because I would just throw it. Oh, yes, he does. I'm sorry. As usual, feedback is welcome to thegamer at nytimes.com. All right, then he goes on to talk about next Ramus, which I, it sounds kind of cool. It's supposed to be a giant floating necropolis like they've got in Warcraft 3, if you remember those. It'll be somewhere in the Eastern Plague Lands. It's going to be a 40-man raid zone. It's got 18 bosses in it, and it's supposed to be the hardest thing uh, out thus far. And they're hoping to release it in the spring, but it will definitely be out before the expansion. So, let's review. In the past six months, Blizzard has... I'm sorry, let's go eight months. In the past eight months, Blizzard has released... Two outdoor raid uh, bosses, that being uh, uh, the Demon and the Dragon Azergos. They then released Blackwing Lair, a 40-man raid instance. They released Zolgorub, a 20-man raid instance. Then they released the four raid dragons out in the floating around the world. 
Then they just released the Anchorage instance, which is a 20-man raid instance, a 40-man raid instance, and, of course, the fact that you need the entire server working to open up the gates just to get into it. And now, the next up is yet another 40-man raid instance called Nexramus. That'll be there. And again, in all this entire conversation, this entire article, not once was player vs. player brought up. Not once. Why bother putting a player vs. player in the first place? If you don't give a damn, if you only put in battlegrounds that are so repetitive and boring, if you've killed the world player vs. player and taken that away from us, which was what was what a lot of us like to do. This is a war. Where's the war? Let's all go meet in a place and fight there. Fuck that. I want to go raid this town. I want to go burn Stormwind to the ground. I want to freaking all of my line. We're going to go in and we're going to capture a city. And you, oh, you can set your own guards. You can set your own vendor prices. When you capture the city, you captured the damn city. I'm I'm not going to carry the torch for all of my line just yet. Wait till we get to the Darkfall part of the, of the segment of the show. Heed my warning now, folks. If you haven't listened before, listen to me now. Unless you like being in a raid guild, and God bless you if you do, understand that this game is going nowhere for you. Quite a few of us have been discussing over the last week and a half about whether or not to pick a brand new PvP server as soon as it opens up, move all of our guys there and start from scratch and build up there and just recruit everybody that's breathing into the guild. And then when they allow transfers, bring all of our 60s over to this place, or to this new PvP server that we've landed on. That way we have a huge influx of 60s. After these two articles, I have officially put the kibosh in that, and I will not do it. I will not reactivate my accounts. I will not try and play at a new PvP server. This is an absolute disgrace. No, the war is not supposed to be against NPCs, as the were. This is supposed to be a war between the Horde and the Alliance, between those playing Horde and those playing Alliance. Hence the whole reason that there's a PvP system. Granted, if I'd known it was going to be a grinding ladder, I probably wouldn't have bought the game. If I want to fight the computer in World of Warcraft, I will go play Warcraft 3 and play the campaign mode. Or if I'm really insane, I'll go play the Alamo scenario. That's what it comes down to. All right, folks, I need to get a drink. Uh, we're at the bottom of the hour, so it's time for a break. Uh, so we're going to kick it over to the uh, commercials. We're going to get back here in about five minutes, and uh, we'll continue on. We'll get to the Darkfall part of the segment. I think you're going to like it. Anyways, uh, don't forget, also, programming notes, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, next Friday, not, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, is Imba Weekly with Seed, going over all the imbalances of Warcraft 3 and what's going on uh, in that game. Uh, tournaments, matches, all the different discussion. That's coming up next Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. Don't forget also Zay versus the Internet on Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. Zayram takes on the Internet. I have no idea what he's got uh, lined up for next week, but it's supposed to be pretty fun. Definitely tune in. And don't forget to check back the website at onesyoureborn.com. This week, uh, probably looking forward to around Tuesday, a State of Warcraft Episode 2 uh, is due up by Idiotech for your downloading pleasure. We are also still hiring, ladies and gentlemen, article writers. Trepidation, a couple of you guys have already sent some stuff in. We're looking for several more article writers about games. If interested, contact me or find me on the site. 
We're still interested in finding show hosts. If you've got an idea, it's something unique and creative and cool, cut a demo, 30 minutes, send it to me, emperor1g at cox.net, cox.net. If you just want to help out, you know, drop me a line, put a thing on the forums. We'll talk. We need help in a lot of different places. This thing's blowing up huge. We're going to need uh, people to fill in the gaps. All right, folks, that's enough of me, Gavin. Let's kick it to the break. Hello, everyone. This is Seed from Imbalanced Weekly. I'll be on Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in for a breakdown of all major tournaments and leagues, and then settle in for the previews of all the upcoming matches. And I'll make sure to throw in a little segment about why the only reason you lose is Imbalanced. Imbalanced Weekly. Tune in Fridays at 10 p.m. Everyone screws up sometimes, right? But sometimes the words, I'm sorry, just aren't enough. For those occasions, there's the Apology Knee Pads. The Knee Pads provide comfort and support when you're doing your very best to be forgiven. Why get rug burns when you're already licking the carpet? That's the Apology Knee Pads. Get on all fours and start apologizing. Ladies, are you tired of getting peed on by your peon? Want to make your grunt grunt and pleasure? Then you need Musk of the Horde, a new perfume by Klein Calvin. Simply add a touch to your battle axe to get his attention. Ooh, be so horny. Add some to your neck to excite him. Mmm. And bathe in it to take him to the peak of ecstasy. We're about to climax! Get Musk of the Horde in Nordstrom's of Agrimar. Egay Auctions is proud to announce the sale of one of the most coveted items in online gaming, Blizzard Entertainment's credibility. While it's true that Blizzard's credibility has devalued some over the past year, it is still a hot commodity and is now more affordable than ever. Come to egay.com and put a bid in on Blizzard's credibility. Starting bid is only a penny with a buy it out option for $10. This item is sure to sell, eventually, so bid high and bid often at egay.com. Oh my god, we just down Ragnaros. It's taken our guild three whole months to do this. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god, I had to take a shit. Oh, oh shit, literally. But, but the, the loot's about to be distributed and I said, you're all my dick at me. Oh my god, what, what, what am I gonna do? Nine out of ten World of Warcraft players who reach high-end instances have admitted to having to go to the bathroom without leaving the keyboard. But this does not have to happen. There is a solution. There is hope. For the makers of Depends, which bring you comfortable protection for both men and women with light to moderate bladder control problems, comes 
the diaper for professional gamers. Because when nature calls and MC can't wait, who are you going to rely on? I'll tell you who you're going to rely on. The Proper. It's a diaper for professional gamers. But don't think of it as a diaper for little kids. Think of it as an extravagant undergarment that brings out your true skill and your true passion for online competitive video games. No true gamer leaves home without one. Actually, no true gamer leaves home, period. Just listen to some of our testimonies from various customers. 3D Kim. I was at Cow Playoffs, and I was like trying to opt down mill. I have the white ball in my other hand. I'm trying to balance a long tongue suit. Take a sip here, sip here after I opt all the people. And then all of a sudden, I said, oh shit, I have to take a shit. But I couldn't get up and go because I was the last person on my team. So I panicked, but then I remember, oh, oh yes, I have the proper. So I just relaxed like a, ah, and I just let it go. And then the nub popped his head out and I headshot him. The proper. Pro gamer tested. Mother approved. This is Baron Von Gusser here to tell you you're back in the Emperor's Court on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Court. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Pillar Guard coming live from Cleveland, Ohio. If you're just tuning in, why? No, 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 all seriousness, it's about the end time you tune in. Uh, where the hell did it go? Aha. Uh oh. No! You've got to be kidding me. Alright, so far I've hit two technical glitches as the email I sent myself that had the. Uh, Darkfall article on it has mysteriously... Oh, wait. Oh, here we go. Okay. Hang on. Right now. Bring it up right there. I had it bookmarked. Aha! <laughs> here, I thought I sent it to my email. I'm starting to panic. Like, oh, shit. I sent it to my email, and I probably deleted it. But never fear. I have actually found it, and here we are. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, you're back at the Emperor's Court. And phase two, or part two of the segment here, we're going to discuss is an article done by MMORPG.com in regards to the new game Darkfall that is going into beta very soon. By the way, what did you think of some of those new commercials? Props to Zerum for doing a diaper commercial that aired last night on his show, uh, Zay vs. The Internet, that uh, airs on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. Definitely tune in and listen to it. Okay, anyway, so this goes on, and some of, the, some of the things that are really, really highly anticipated, at least by me, and Darkfall, unfortunately, had a lot of information that, you know, it started off with, with a great deal of information, then all of a sudden it uh, fizzled. And there have been rumors that were um, going around. I had heard them as, uh, as well, and this is one of the reasons why we had stopped discussing it some weeks ago, was that the rumor was that the uh, company that was developing the game killed it. 
that they had run out of funding, that the game was taking too long, that a lot of developers had given up on the whole concept and the idea, and had quit and had left. And they were trying to keep it under wraps so that they could actually try and keep the project going and saved. And apparently it was all a little bunk, but who knew? I mean, stuff like this happens all the time. And actually, MMORPG.com, the first question they asked them was the exact same thing. And they said, you know, it was one of the most anticipated games several years ago, but, you know, over the last several months and actually over the last year that uh, there was a... Um, uh, you know, rumors that have been canceled, that the game had been leaked, that it was actually a, a busted concept. And uh, uh, Tesos Flamburis, which I guess is the one of the lead developers are going to, they're, they're discussing here, um, so that's a bunch of crap, that the game is, is just fine, that uh, the Clan Beta Invitational they had was just huge. And we can only take his, we can only take his uh, word for it. And, and before I continue, I'm going to say this. I am looking at this game, and I'm trying to keep myself from getting too excited, from from reading too much into this, for hoping for too much, for the simple fact that there is so much that can change between now, the, the, now and the time the game can come out. The World of Warcraft beta is a hell of a lot different than the game we see it today. I know Zerum would, would argue that the game hasn't changed much. I would argue in some ways that the game has changed a great deal from when the beta came out. All right. In fact, I would be surprised if Zay and I have a debate about World of Warcraft down the down the line. We both agree on most of the main points, but there's a couple other ones, a couple of minor ones. But at any rate, anyways, he basically just uh, reinforced the fact that they're committed to doing Darkfall. I've they've got a couple screenshots that are posted on MMORPG.com, which are pretty decent looking. It doesn't look fantastic, but you know what? I'm tired of the flash and the sizzle with having none of the steak. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm tired of this. You know, it looking great or sounding beautiful, and then the gameplay blows donkeys. Sure, to the jackass is great, but to you, it's just a mess. And this is no different. I I don't care about the graphics as much. If World of War, I'm sorry, if Ultima Line still had the same kind of combat that it hid without the you know the two worlds of Trammel and Felucia, I'd still be playing that game. And the graphics are far inferior. If they had Quake 1 servers up and still running that a lot of people played on Unpopulated, I'd be playing that instead of Counter-Strike Source. It's the gameplay that matters. At least to me, not the graphics. If I want graphic graphics, I'm going to go watch Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Graphically, and it was a good story, it was fantastic. But it's the gameplay. That's what's got to... You've, you've got to be able to suspend my either my interest... Or you've got to suspend my ability to know, uh, or what were I thinking of? Um, my immersion in the game. Yes, graphics to a degree will help that, but it's the gameplay that's that's going to immerse me more so than anything else. And you know what they bring this up too is they discuss it, and MMORPG asks, you know, what kind of screenshots are releasing, and you know, Talos says. You know, these are not tainted, these aren't doctored up or, or tweaked or, you know, specifically taken uh, pictures, but these are actual ones. I logged in the game with my character, took a couple screenshots, and sent them to you directly as is. That it's important that you understand what kind of game you're buying and what the game looks like. That putting it up and building up the hype doesn't really work, because in the, in the end... Oh, here we go. The shizzle and fazizzle has already begun in the IRC channel. See, this and the comment about the weed, about going out and picking weed, weeds, herbalism in World of Warcraft has gotten me in a lot of hot water with some of you idiots. People are bad for me. Why the hell do I do this show anyways? You just aggravate the hell out of me. All right. Anyways, here's where the question began that, that really have an interest, have my interest, and we, we kind of jump in there. Fans are used to being promised to stars and delivered a strikingly different game at launch. 
Exactly as I said. After all these months of relative silence, can you give us a rundown of your main defining features as they stand today? And Tassos or Tassos says, Darkfall brings you, takes you away from the limp wrist they clutches of point-click combat. All right, so no more of the uh, Diablo stuff. He said it's combining a first-person shooter with a role-playing genre type game. Now, the concept sounds intriguing. Now, in practice, that's a different story. He said it's just not its not another online kill fest. It's an epic, player-driven warfare of saga of warfare and conquest. Yes, yes, yes! This is what we want. This is what I want. Conquest, warfare, sagas. Something, you know, Zerum touching this last night during the show. I want a piece of property to point to and say, Mine. Or I want to point to a piece of property that you own and say, I'm going to take from you, type deal. And he goes on to say, clans will fight or form alliances in order to conquer and defend territory and all important resources. And eventually down the road, when the story develops, there will be an apocalyptic struggle for the future of the world, so there will be PVE. All right? But this thing is centered on beating the shit out of everybody around you. You capture resources, you capture castles, you capture land. Think of it as kind of a a Dark Age of Camelot. Play to own. Anyways, he's going on to say that that originally their main features are pretty much the same as they were then as as they are now. Alright, next question. Your game boasts the ability to interact with tens of thousands of players simultaneously. This is where I start to get a little hedgy. And this is where I start, yeah, I start to get a little, I'm starting to, you know, I'm not the most technical savvy person, but I know a working knowledge of how networking works. And apparently there's going to be one giant-ass server that you're going to play on. There's not going to be different shards or different realms. It's just going to pick everybody up and throw you into a world. But the game that Tasks goes on to discuss is so big that you that there's plenty of room for everybody. And if they have to open up a couple different servers, they're going to. But it's going to be massive amounts of people in one particular world. You're not going to have 122 different servers of 3,000 people each that crash nightly because some reason... How the hell did Ultima Online do it? Now that I'm thinking of it. Ten years ago, Ultima Online had 180,000 people playing on that game. And they had about 30 servers. And those servers never crashed. All right, Lord Tiroa is saying that the server technology is there and that he's seen it work in EVE Online. And EVE Online is extremely... Wow. He was online when they broke 14,000 simultaneous users on one server, and it worked just fine. EVE has been a very highly touted uh, MMORPG. And if the game wasn't very old, I might have I might pick it up. Because I remember reading about it back when it was in conceptual days, uh, back in like 98... Anyways, he goes on to say that they spread, like they'll have a couple thousand computers linked up to, you know, keep the world together. But my question is, how the hell did Ultima Line do it with all those people spread over like 30 servers and there was never an issue? I mean, they did maintenance every single night between 2 and 4 a.m., which was fine. But you got used to it. But during the day, there was never any problems. Once in a blue moon, you had a server leakage or, or a crash or something, and they had to restart the server. That was once in a while. How is it that they had a better track record that you know that long ago, being the first company ever to do it, and Blizzard ten years in the you know 
in the future with all this money, all these resources, all this technical know-how with the, with the top of the, you know, the cream of the crop as far as networking goes, and they can't do crap. Right now, there's over 14 servers down. There's another 20 that are lying. Imp, you lie. What the hell does that mean? I got a quote. Sinvicta says, that's like Katie saying she doesn't weigh as much as an albino horse. Well, I don't know if albinos are heavier. I'm glad you guys are doing all this learn to spell, learn not to suck, learn to type. I'm glad you guys are doing that. You're going to like this uh, You're gonna like this next commercial that's coming up at the, at the end of the break. All right, let's go on. Dark Fall has been labeled a PvP game. How do you intend to overcome the stigma many feel towards them and ensure that the game meets the financial goals that you've set out? And this is another thing that worries me, that a game that's going to be extremely PvP-based and heavy is not going to be able to appeal to the Care Bear pussies that are also going to play the game because they want to go kill monsters. Look, fat ass, there's plenty of games out there you can go kill monsters. Final Fantasy, World of Warcraft... Uh, EverQuest 2, EverQuest 1. There's plenty of monsters for, for you to go out and bash. I want to pit my skills against somebody else's. I don't want to find out or go up against, you know, some class that's just going to bitch slap my mage because I can't do anything. I'm gimped in the fact that since he has no life, no friends, and lives at his mom's house at the ripe old age of 50, that he's spending all his time in one of the raid dungeons and he has nothing but uber, uber epic gear and kicks my ass. I am more than happy to say that I've lost my fair share of battles, uh, not just for, uh, not just because of balance issues, but because of itemization. Now, hopefully, this is going to take care of that. Dude, Idiotech, you call me a bitch again, and I'm going to get, like, mad. I'm not going to be able to do anything about it, but I'm going to get mad. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, back to Darkfall. Let's, let's, let's focus on Darkfall here. Oh, wait. Anyways, he goes on to say that PvP is going to be exceptional. This is what they're really going to focus in on. It's true that Darkfall's real-time combat gameplay lends itself brilliantly to PvP, but it will equally as well as PvE, player versus environment. Group combat, and yes, the two words I've always hoped for in a game like this, naval warfare. That's right, buddies. We get a fleet and some warships. PvPers have been most outspoken about Darkfall because they are the group most frustrated by the lack of control and the point-and-click weight reality of MMOGs today. Amen, brother. Preach it from the steeple. I'm tired of being jammed up the rear with a spork. I couldn't think of anything else. Spork sounds oddly weird enough. Because I'm a player versus player guy, and because I'd rather kill people than, you know, items or creatures. Look, I'm sure it's real difficult to kill a bat that flies in a set pattern back and forth, back and forth, all day waiting for me to come up and smash its head in. Yeah, that's challenging. Oh, we can beat a raid boss 40 people? Yeah, that's hard. There's a, a formula to it, and once you learn the formula, then what? Then all of a sudden it becomes just another thing to do when you've got time to kill. When you fight a person, the outcome is never the same. The battle is never the same. It's always something different. Mounted combat, folks. There is mounted combat. There is naval warfare. There is... It, it goes on. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead. 
All right, hang on. For those who do enjoy PvP, can you explain the reasons why PvP Darkfall will be something new and exciting? Spell explosions blow you away from the battle line with kinetic force. Blood spatters on your armor as the ditch-bound uh, head of a decapitated foe rolls past. Smoke from fireballs will reduce your vision until the wind carries it away. The war horses will kick and bite your opponents physically. They will try to block their progress to protect you. You've got, I mean, cavalry reinforcements. And he goes on, he, and he even says it. MMOG combat is tended towards the boringly static with players reducing hit points from each other while micromanaging their characters. In Darkfall, however, combat is as unpredictable, visceral, and action-packed as real medieval combat can be. Amen. He goes on to say that you can get magic items that crafting is going to be more like Ultima Online. He doesn't come out and say it, but that's what it is. Where the consumer rate is fantastic. In Ultima Online, it was an extremely high consumer rate. If you died, you had to go ahead uh, and um, you had to go ahead and replace everything. That's why everybody had a mule character, somebody who could fletch your bows and, or you know fletch your arrows, make your bows, make your armor, make your weapons. Because when you died, you looted them clean. So you had to go back to your house or go back to your castle, go back to the bank. Re-equip yourself and then go back out there. You had, I mean, the crafting was was actually fun and interesting. And it was profitable because everybody always needed something. There was always some kind of demand out there for potions or spells or bandages or arrows or weaponry. You name it. Everybody could have uh, vendors. Their own personal vendors along the side of the road. And they're taking a page out of that book, and this is how that's going to be. Where you actually have to fight other clans to capture resources to make things. Where you may have to go into a dungeon to get the items to get resources to build a magical weapon. Magical weapons in this game are going to be very hard to find. And they're not going to be raid-based, they're going to be based on location. And you're going to have to fight for it. Is this going to replace Uber, uh, casual games? No. And the Uber clan is going to be you know, superior in this. To a degree. And there's one thing I want to get to here. But they go on, he goes on to say that, uh, here, the crafting system is designed this way in order to encourage conflict, cooperation, and trade between players. Here are just some of the things that we hope the players engage in. Clan conflict over the control of monster populations, which yield valuable resources. Stealth raids into enemy territories. Also, enemy races and other clans to harvest their ingredients. Merchants specializing in buying and selling ingredients. Players discovering and researching a new resource several months into the game. Neighbors uniting against a powerful clan monopolizing a resource point, And then clans demanding attacks from anyone wishing to use their resource points. Wouldn't that be a bitch to have an Imperial Guard toll booth on a road? And stick Mechahawk up there and say, you got to pay the toll for you to get by. Oh, Tollbooth Willie. How you doing? Pretty good, Paul. Thanks for asking. I could see that. Mercenary craftsmen offering their uh, items to the highest bidder in a war. Flourishing black market resource trade between neutral cities. Now, here's one thing that's kind of a downfall to me, and they ask him about live events. Is Starfall Gavity live events? And Tassos, or Tassos goes on to say that probably not. Most of what's going to happen is going to be player-based live events. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. He goes into a bit of a description. Um, you could read that for yourself if you're interested. It, you know, it doesn't really you know, grab my attention. Uh, I would like to see some live events, but from what he describes, it really isn't going to happen. 
and here's the other part that really gets to me. Uh, he also goes to talk about siege warfare. You will be able to get siege weapons. You will be able to put siege weapons on boats and your fleet when you lay siege to another clan's castle and bomb them from the sea. This is epic. Anyways, here's the last question that really sticks out that I... that, And we'll get to that, the siege engines thing in a minute. The usual debate over skill versus classes and rages here. Why did you go for a skill-based? And this takes a big pair of brass ones, folks. He goes on to... Tassos goes on to describe that it's much harder to get a skill-based system to create it, but in the end, it is far more playable for everybody, and it is. In Ultimate Line, you had 20 skills to choose from. I think 14 of those were combat-related. You only got 700 points, and each one was worth 100. So you could essentially have seven skills and grandmaster them to do stuff. You could customize your guy. And I had a tank mage. I had magic. I had uh, archery. I had mace fighting. Uh, it's changed over the years, but that was primarily what I was. And then you had like magic resistance and then tactics so you can actually hit the person that you're aiming at. You had wrestling, which you had to have so you didn't interrupt in spells and, you know, usually something else. You could customize, you could build yourself a monster of a character. And it doesn't matter about what kind of uh, resources you go out or what kind of items you get. I don't have to go do a dungeon crawl for eight hours to get the item to vindicate my existence as a, a mage or whatever. I don't have to make my player fantastic by going and doing this. By doing a raid. I can get my skills up and then it's all about me versus the other guy. My skills versus his. Then it comes down to who can hit the buttons faster and who can do what... Yeah. That just derailed everything. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, morons. But that's it. That's what I want. I'm tired of this bullshit where you can just... I'm tired of fighting a guy who's decked out in orange and purple stuff. I don't care what the color of your weapons. I don't give a damn about what your armor looks like. I care that you know how to play your character. And I care about the fact that as a mage or whatever it is I play, that there are going to be other classes out there that... No matter what I do, in 8 out of 10 instances, they're going to kick my ass. This levels the playing field. And now it comes down to where items will be important, but not vital. You will be able to loot your opponent's corpses. When you kill them, you take their stuff. If you destroy their castle, you loot their castle. And I'm talking, you strip that thing to the bare bones, folks. You get to fight over, you know, trees and rocks and mountains for ore and wood and grass for your horses or whatever. It's very hard for me to be cautious about this game because it's extremely exciting for what they write here. For me, the hype on this is fantastic. It sounds like the game that I want to play. It sounds like a rebirth of Ultima Online, something that I've enjoyed for years and gone back to. Granted, there was a lot of things that they could have improved upon. This looks like a second chance. This looks like the second coming of what it is I'm looking for in a game. Megahawk is actually pretty pretty excited about being a Tollbooth uh, employee. He's already practicing as Adam Sandler. Yeah. Now, okay, now here's the bottom. This is the last question. This is interesting. Combat and empire building are heavily touted on your website. What do you have planned in terms of massive battles, siege, mounts, and other tools normally associated with this? Quote, In Darkfall, clans compete over land ownership, resources, and strategic objectives. 
A clan needs to apply strategy, tactics, and logistics, as well as individual skill in order to prevail over their opponents. The game is designed to support massive battles, and these will occur when the players themselves cause them. The game itself has been designed to focus battles during conquest, meaning that players will often want to attack and defend specific locations, bringing a large number of players to the battlefield, going uh, going back and forth with a final all-out assault, and kicking some ass. Alright, that kind of put that in myself. Darkfall features mounted combat, siege engines controlled by players, player-controlled ships that may also have siege engines on them, including rams, towers, ladders, catapults, trebuchets. Wow! Air for Life or Idiotech, you have hit, you've hit exactly the uh, nail on the head. He says, games with massive amounts of hype get smashed out by too many empty promises. And I wonder if that's why Darkfall didn't go, um, you know, didn't kind of uh, go under the surface and keep a low profile because of this. We don't get no tolls and we don't eat no rolls. Yeah. Uh, Men in tights, Robin Hood. It's very hard not to get swept away, and, and you know what? And they're not hyping it. It's just that's what they're what they're looking to do. That's what they've got planned. It's me that's hyping it in this case. It's me looking at it and saying this is everything and everything I ever wanted in a game, at least an MMORPG. Does that mean we're going to get it? I don't know. I don't know. I hope. The problem is, folks, this game's a long way off. The clan beta just kicked off. Just recently. So who knows how long this is going to be until it's out. Nobody knows. All we can hope for is that even if half of this comes to pass, and if enough players get behind this thing and push and support it, and we get a decent-sized community, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know what? I personally don't care. Obviously, I don't work for the company. If it gets 5.5 million accounts... Ultimate Line never broke more than 400,000 or 300,000, and it's a far superior game, in my opinion, than World of Warcraft. After reading these two articles and comparing them, and I posted them in my uh, the forums of uh, the private forums of our clan, and I had the guys read them both, and I said, having read these both, what do you guys think? Do we put up with the mediocrity of the game that we have now, and put and go back and put the effort into it, and play it and force ourselves to play it? Or would we rather pin our hopes on a game that isn't even out yet? That is saying what we've been saying for years. That finally sees the game in the same philosophy that we do. And that everybody we know does. That is finally going to build a game and cater to the playstyle that we enjoy. And that is actual competition. Smashing an AI monster that walks in a circle for 24 hours a day until I come up and kill it is not competition. Opening up the gates of some instance so a bunch of 40-man groups can go in there while I sit at the gate saying, can you take me with you? And then telling me no. It's not competition. Those raiders don't give casuals... don't They don't give them a, a second thought. They don't give a damn about us. If we're not willing to put in 14, 15 hours or 20 hours a week or whatever it is, they're not going to take us. So why the hell should we help them? 
this is the future. At least, I hope this is the future. It certainly sounds like it. It certainly has its set. I certainly hope it is. There's a lot writing on this. Time will tell, folks. Time will tell. If anybody got into that Clan Darkfall beta, I want to hear how it's how it's going. If you're within the sound of my voice or you know somebody who is, tell them. I want to know about it. I want to find out how well it's how well it is, how well it's going, how fun it is, you know, things that work, things that don't, things that seem cool, you know, whatever. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at, the bottom, we're at the top of the hour. We got uh, one second left to go until 10:30. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the gay, lesbian, bi, transsexual problem that World of Warcraft has, and the possible uh, uh, the possible intervention of the ACLU. This thing might be a powder keg. It maybe maybe I'm hyping it more than it should be, but well, I'll break it down uh, in just a minute. All gay jokes aside, folks, we'll get to that in just a minute. All right, break time. I'm sure you've heard the old saying before, a million monkeys on a million typewriters could eventually reproduce Shakespeare. Well, the internet has proven that to be complete bullshit. It's the year 2006. Man has been on the moon I don't know how many times. We almost have a cure for cancer. We're just about to clone human beings, yet it still takes Blizzard Entertainment an undisclosed amount of time to even make an expansion pack. Join myself, Zerum, as I host my show this Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, and we'll debate and debunk the many flaws in our internet society. Tune in, I just might make a monkey out of you. Have you ever watched The Wizard of Oz and wished you were in the Munchkin Land? Do Oompa Loompas make you moist? If people under three feet tall turn you on, then follow that yellow brick road to Whores for More. We at Whores for More have the very best in midget prostitution. Unlike normal hookers, our midgets don't need to go to all the effort of getting on their knees. They're easy to pick up and maneuver, and easier to toss to your buddies for a quickie. That's Whores for More. Half the size, all the price. All domes will receive a 10% discount. Do you find yourself killing small, woodland creatures at random? Do you avoid crowds of people because you have no area of effect? Is your belief that you can only learn something new if your age is an even number? Then you, my friend, may be addicted to the world of Warcraft. But don't fear, we're here to help. At the Clinic for the Socially Inept, we specialize in the rehabilitation of nerds, geeks, power gamers, and fanboys. Checking in is purely voluntary until you get through the doors then your ass is ours. We start you off slowly, working on developing skills such as going outside, bathing regularly, and making eye contact. As you travel the road to recovery, you will learn how to start conversations, talk to members of the opposite sex without wetting yourself, and fighting the urge to stab everyone you see. And for you extreme addicts, we offer a rigorous detox program consisting of us forcing you to play Star Wars Galaxies and Anarchy Line for 16 hours straight. The urge to eat your own head to stop the suffering means the treatment is working. The Clinic for the Socially Inept, making human beings out of geeks one day at a time. 
This advertisement paid for by the Society of People Cooler Than You. Tired of people whining about their lot in life? Do they piss you off about how they're only concerned with themselves? Then you need the Learn To Playbook. With this book in hand, you're armed to combat the malcontents with quick-fire responses. So the next time that cripple complains about his bad luck, tell him to shut the hell up and learn to walk. If your minority employee claims racial discrimination, tell him to shut the hell up and learn to Caucasian. If your woman bitches about not wanting to put out Tell her to shut the hell up and learn to suck. Telling whiners to shut the hell up since 2005. That's the Learn to Play book. By the HarborBlueGroup.com. So, uh, how'd you guys like those new commercials that we aired tonight? We aired three of the uh, six that we have. Uh, we still have Brokeback Mountain 2, the story of Sinvicta. Uh, we haven't released it. We've got that one we have, we're working on. Uh, actually, it needs to be recorded, but it's written out. And then we've got two new ones also that have already been recorded. Music added to them. Everything's already done, but apparently everybody thought it was kind of funny to tell a cripple to learn to walk. I particularly like the racial discrimination thing to learn to Caucasian, but you know that was just me. Uh, at <laughs> any rate, so I hope you liked uh, the new commercials. Hey, we're all like I said, we're hitting our stride. We're starting to get things done. Uh, we're starting. My inspiration is coming back to me. My my enjoyment of the radio is finally coming back. Um, there's just some things that need to be done, some things to be put in place. But now that we're in a good place, not to keep reiterating the same word, but now that we're in a good place, some of it uh, starting to come back to me. And I was just commenting to Mystic Mim the other day that uh, uh, some of the stuff that we've been doing, the radio bits and the, the ideas that we're working on, this is some of the best radio I've done, in my personal opinion. And I say that from a standpoint of a guy who likes what he does for the sake of doing it. Whether or not anybody listens to me, it's still fun for me to go up here and talk. So I personally think this is some of the best I've done in a long time. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So I'm hoping you're enjoying it. Uh, and our numbers are, are up again tonight, so the word's finally getting out that we're finally back in the air. And you know what? I'd appreciate it. Tell your friends. Tell your clan. Tell your gaming community. Or whatever it is. You know, go tell your friend. Or friends, if you have more than one. But uh, tell them. Tell them about all the different shows we got going on here. You know, State of Warcraft. That's probably going to be... Uh, that'll be up again this week. You can download it. Friday nights, Invo Weekly. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, Zay vs. the Internet, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard on Saturday, and of course the Emperor's Court. And we've got new shows coming, folks. Redneck, learn not to inbreed. See, I think I'm going to have to do a couple of these different commercials because now all of a sudden everything's going to learn to aim. (laughs) 
Everything's going to come learn to now. Now, that's why I jumped on it when I did, because I thought it was pretty funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's one last thing I want to discuss, and again, it is also World of Warcraft, uh, uh, a top, it's World of Warcraft, <laughs> World of Warcraft related, and again, I promise, over the next few weeks, we're going to start phasing it out uh, less and less and less. Wow, this isn't as interesting a topic uh, as it has been in the past, and nobody wants to hear me bitch about it for hours on end like we have in the past. No, schizophrenic, your friend does not have to be real. Uh, as long as you can go to another computer and turn it on so your, quote, friend is listening in. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who did not, uh, who did not uh, hear about this, I shall bring it up for you to uh, listen now. This happened uh, last week, actually. A player named Sarah Andrews thought it was a big misunderstanding when she received an email from a game master in Blizzard saying that she had been banned for harassment sexual orientation. Okay, that's to be expected. If you're harassing somebody sexually, then you can expect to be banned. She was a 72-hour suspension, okay? Here's the kicker. The reason why she was banned is because she had posted in general chat in Agrimar that she was looking to recruit for a gay, lesbian, bi, transsexual friendly guild. Now, for those of you who do not know what it is, which I find interesting because most of you are gay or lesbians, or in the case of Tiroth, you're a transvestite. At any rate, why this is important is that these are these are guilds who are actively looking for or people of alternative lifestyles, in a, so they can be in an environment where they're not going to be ridiculed, where no one's going to say, "God, that was so gay," where they're not going to make comments like that 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 they're going to be offended, that they're going to be accepting of this. And there are some who go out of their way, and I have two minds of this, and there are some Christian guilds out there too that are doing this, that are, that are recruiting based on Christianity, looking for Christian-type players. The first off is, Blizzard has a lot of nerve telling people they cannot be gay and play the game. And I know it comes down to that they're trying to prevent it from getting out of control, from people taking this to an umpteenth level and making fun of people for being gay or making comments about it. I understand the logic behind it, at least corporately. To me, this sounds a lot like, we don't want you playing because you're gay. We don't want you advertising this because it's gay. But the question, I, the question begs yourself, how the hell is this is sexual harassment? But it is. All right, here's, here's where it really gets interesting. Blizzard's policy on harassment, sexual orientation, quote-unquote, which is set forth in the game's terms of, uh, terms of use and cited in the email to Andrews reads, the category includes both clear and masked language, which insultingly refers to any aspect of sexual orientation pertaining to themselves or other players. A series of emails went back and forth concerning the incident seems to make it clear that Blizzard may be inadvertently using a policy meant to protect such people in a way that also discriminates against them. Okay. I, I can understand that. I can see there, there being a, a bit of a mix-up. And it is, it's a huge gray area to me. Here's where I'm of two minds about this. If you want to advertise you're recruiting your guild, go for it. If you want to be a GBLT or GLBT or whatever the hell it is, friendly guild, more power to you. Good. I'm glad you're an enlightened person. That being said, I have very little sympathy for anybody who goes out and actively makes it known that they are gay or lesbian or they're looking for such players. If you don't want the dragon to bite you in the ass, don't poke it. Simple as that. Don't wake the dragon. I know it's a bit of an analogy, but work with me here. 
I'm tired of people going out there and thinking that their specific way of life minority should be catered to and should be broadcast from a giant-ass megaphone and that we should all rally around behind them and say, yes, you are fantastic because you are gay or because you are lesbian or because you are Christian or whatever, being a Christian myself and a Catholic and a practicing one at that. Why is that important? To me, it's not sexual harassment they should have been banned for. It should be spamming and trolling and annoying the hell out of everybody else. They have forums for this. Go post it on your forum. Go post it on your clan's website. Go post it on their forums. Don't talk about it in general chat, because you're just asking for trouble. And even if the GMs don't step in and do something, you know damn well somebody's going to shoot their mouth off about it. And then all of a sudden you got all of Agamar in a big pissing match between those who are defending their right to be enlightened and everybody else who thinks they can get a crack off about somebody's sexual orientation. You are asking for trouble, and if you ask me, there she's deliberately doing it. So I, I have no sympathy for banning her ass. Anyways, the article... This is on... Uh, where's the article? It's on in uh, in News Weekly which I believe is some kind of gay, lesbian, bi-transsexual uh, news website. Now here's where it gets interesting. Apparently this has gone, gotten a little bigger than I think that uh, World of Warcraft really expected or Blizzard because they tried smashing these things down in the forums for quite a bit uh, since this uh, story broke uh, several days ago. The problem is the one thing or the uh, one thread got up to what? like 40 or 50 pages or something ridiculous like that before Cadium finally stepped in and made some obscure, vague uh, acknowledgement of the problem, and that was it. But made a promise that they're going to look in the, in the future, going to look for to uh, somehow make this, make it a little more, um, excuse me, a little more clear as to what it is they're looking to prevent, what it is they're looking to go, uh, looking to allow. Now, apparently, some of these players that were indicted in this have quit the game, stating that Blizzard is being unenlightened, that they're being uh, bigoted, and that by threatening to ban or actually banning somebody over this is ridiculous and overstepping their bounds. Okay, I can agree, to a point. Here's where it gets interesting, because it looks like they have contacted the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, is now investigating the, the possibility of bringing suit against Blizzard if they don't address the issue. Now... This is all speculation and apparently rumor and hearsay. So let me say that. Uh, let me say that now. Okay, that's weird. What kind of publicity will this do for Blizzard if they are sued by the ACLU or by a, a gay or lesbian activist group? It's just like for for a game that is so popular. Look. We all know what this is coming down to. Thank you, Schizophrenic. Looking for a hemaphroditic amputee black midget Kenny G fan guild. I I don't know how many... You just violated like five different rules and one law of humanity in that comment. So you should be banned and shot. My toast, I always tell people before taking a shot. To virgins and lesbians, thanks for nothing. Way to go, Sinvicta. Tiroth says, porn, it's cheaper than dating.
it just seems that a game that is as popular as it is has done very little right in the PR department. And it's kind of weird because we're addressing that in our next radio bit. I think you're going to like that. But, uh... Let's not kid ourselves, folks. This game became popular based on the other two titles in the series. The other three titles in the series. The RTS series Warcraft, Warcraft 2 and Warcraft 3, is what made this game popular. People bought into it because they bought into it because they liked Warcraft 3. Not because they thought it was a fantastic MMORPG. Oh, well. You know what? And God willing, this will be the last time we have to bring this up. All right. On tap for next week. We have Rise and Fall. We'll be looking into it. I'm searching the internet right now for a little more information on Empire at War, as the game is now two weeks from release, or thereabouts, so I'm hoping to have a little more information being released about the game and how it's going to be played, especially the multiplayer skirmish mode. I'm going to be looking for that. Um, there's a couple... Of, I'm just going to take a look to see what other news stories are breaking. Uh, I'm going to work on our radio bit. We may... May... Actually have the first installment of that ready to go by next weekend. Here's to hoping. I need to find some sound effects for that to work. Couple programming notes, real quick. Don't forget Friday nights, Imba Weekly, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard with Seed. Tune in for all the coolest and greatest information on the scene of Warcraft 3. If you don't like his style, you don't like him, you think he's some kind of pedophile, bestiality weirdo. Maybe he's not your cup of tea. Don't forget State of Warcraft. Also coming uh, this week, we'll have an episode of that, Archive the Rated Download. It's a download-only show currently by Idiot Tech from Down Under, also looking at the War, uh, Warcraft 3 scene, matches, tournaments, things that are going on. And if you don't like his Australian ass, then go get uh, Imba Weekly. So we got two Warcraft 3 shows, both of them fantastic. No reason you shouldn't get this. If you have any, even an inkling of interest in the RTS community, especially Warcraft 3, definitely take it out, check it out, take it out, check it out. Uh, Zerum, don't forget, Zerum vs. the Internet, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, where he goes on and on and on about how everything on the Internet sucks, and it's true, and he's right, including you. So definitely check it out, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, and again, don't forget, The Emperor Squad, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, tune it in. All right, a couple final thoughts as we uh, get to the close here of the show. Now paid all the bills. Don't forget, we are still recruiting, we're looking for casters. We're looking for article writers. We're looking for people to help in advertising. Folks, that's part of one thing we need, the biggest thing. Uh, yeah, don't forget the shoutcast matches that Idiotech does. It does shoutcast matches as well. But we also need people to help advertise the show. If you've got an idea about advertising, if you know people, you know what, even if you don't contact us or you ask, help out. Throw out the name out there. Let's get the word going on this thing. The website's under construction. We hope to have that done you know, in about a month's time. Maybe a little less. The forums are already up. The numbers are increasing. Our shows are doing pretty damn well, considering we've had very little advertisement, and we're just getting a couple of the shows working as of this week. So it's important. If you want to help out, send me an email, emperor1g at cox.net, cox.net. Visit us at our website, 1greborn.com. That's my clan's website. It's where the show's being uh, carried out of and launched out of for the moment. Radiolinknet.com is where the network is going to be based once everything gets underway. All right. All that and so much more. Don't forget, topics for the discussion next week. If you have a comment about the show, I want to hear it. Post it on my forums. Bust me off an name if you see me online, EMP1G, or send me an email. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see you next week. Bad manners are no better than no manners at all. So long, everybody. <laughs>